0: Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yes,
1: sir. We're back. We're back.
0: G-Man's got them flows that's replenishing. And grams of that drove, that's my medicine. I've never been afraid of other MCs because I diminish them. Mortal Kombat state of mind, nigga because I finish it. I'm a creep so deep like a heartbeat like a bench player. Man, you never want to start yet. Yeah not hardly do you ever scar me still a smoke. yo 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 welcome back to another episode of the hip-hop heads podcast H cubed up in this bitch it is
1: bitch another fucking episode I'm coming motherfucking live from y'all again thanks to our sponsor, zoom you know what i mean sponsoring everybody in this quarantine so we Big here facts. we live
0: directly We back this week with another episode this time. We got another album review for y'all this time doing one of my childhood favorites, Busta Rhymes, extinction level event, the new world order.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I personally had never heard this album. Obviously I know who Busta Rhymes is. I've, uh, he's a, he's a legend. I mean, I feel like that's safe to say he's a legend. Uh, in the rap game and big he's fans. been doing it for longer than damn near anybody <laughs> big and, facts anybody out right now and he's still relevant and he's still relevant so that's that's very very big so um definitely uh like I said I, I hadn't heard this album but I knew who Busta was I knew how much of a legend he was so I definitely was excited to get into this album
0: well, I'm definitely excited for you to hear it again. Like every time we do an album, that's one of my personal favorites. I cannot wait to hear what yeah. your <laughs> reaction to it is. Hey. Honestly. <laughs> Let me just
1: say so far, I, I want to say you're three for three hey. with uh Capital Punishment. This joint right here. And there's a couple. It's a other joint that, that, that you definitely put me on. So
0: probably ready to die because I know you well, didn't listen to that joint.
1: Oh, and yeah. okay. Let's and go. Illmatic, you didn't listen to Illmatic either. Illmatic and also uh the dmx uh debut
0: album true damn i didn't put you onto a whole no
1: no nah, nah, you have you have you
0: yeah. have
1: <laughs> at, the, at the
0: least <laughs> all right well um nah, you have <laughs> did, did you want to say anything about the album uh anything else about the album before we jump in
1: um no man um I, I just feel like I remember this time you know, I was this is 1999 when this album came out. Mm-hmm. So, and I hate to make you feel old, but I was about 6 years old when this shit came out.
0: <laughs> shit, I was a uh, sophomore in but, high school.
1: <laughs> but but I will say that I do remember uh I do remember Buster Rhymes and I remember because of his music videos. I always remember them joints being fucking crazy and like just the whole, uh, what's that shit called? The wide, wide angle camera.
0: Oh, the fish lens. The fish eye lens. Yeah.
1: The fish lens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and then obviously, you know, we see that a lot in, uh, or in the whole video of Give Me Some More, which is the, I guess it's the lead single for this joint. It was but, one of them. Yeah. Um, but, but I always remember and it's weird because I feel like in this time period, it's different because we get so much personality from these artists due to social media or whatever. Uh-huh. But back then, somebody who's as eccentric as Buster Rounds was, was had kind of like this mysterious, like, I don't know, like, is this nigga really like a weirdo? You know what I mean? Like I, like, I feel like it was kind of like, it was like, if you wasn't hip, I feel like it was kind of like, yo, this nigga's kind of weird. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in, in what you, you think was his... Uh, like I guess what people thought about him in that time, because I, I mind you, I was,
0: like I said, six years old when this shit came out. Uh, Busto actually, Busta was a pretty hot commodity back in the day. I know he started in the 80s with a group called Leader of, Leaders of the New School. Um, oh, did he start in the 80s? Yeah, he started, he started back in the 80s. I don't exactly remember when leaders popped off, like when they, when they took off, but um, he yeah. was popular with them. He's always been close to Q-Tip he has always been really close to Q-Tip and they've worked together a lot on different stuff. So I know most of his recent stuff, uh his mixtapes that have been recent have been with Q-Tip, but, uh but yeah, no, he yeah, was popular yeah, yeah. through the, he had popularity in the eighties, but he really got popularity in the nineties when he went solo. His first album was, was, was a banger, but it was his second album that really, really took off. And then this album just kind of continued the flow. I mean, like, Busta was all over the place. He was a very highly sought after rapper. He was on, I mean, you know, you could see later on he was on remixes even though he wasn't as, um, I don't want to say readily available because that's not the, not, not what I'm thinking of, but he wasn't as big a star like in the later 2000s -hmm. and stuff. But nah, Busta was like, Buster was a hot commodity and like, and everybody in the music industry kind of fucked with him. Like he was friends with everybody. Like I've, I can never remember a time that I've ever seen Busta Rhymes have any type of beef with anybody in the industry except for that one time that he got on the fucking diss record with Eminem and I think 50 Cent towards Ja Rule.
1: Oh, uh, okay. And they had, I guess, beef with the whole uh, Murder Inc, I guess?
0: Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, like, he's always been out there. He's been one of the fastest spitters in the game. His crew, Flip Mode Squad, wasn't a really well-known squad, but they were, like, they all had skills in their own. So two main members that I can actually remember the names of were Spliff Star, his right-hand man. It would have been, like, Jay-Z's version of uh, Memphis (laughs) Blake. And then you had Rod Digger, who was the female of the group and probably the best spitter in the group behind Bust. So...
1: Oh, Is that the girl who's like friends with Nicki Minaj or, or is that like another girl? No, nah, that's Ra so many...
0: Ali. That's Ra Ali. Yeah, that's a completely different person. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll show you Ra Dick. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if I've ever showed you any of her music, but like Ra can spit. Like she's stupid dope. Yeah. And if
1: you've
0: if you if nah, you've heard her spit, you'll you'll recognize the voice. Oh,
1: uh, okay. Is she the one that's on uh, the Flip Mode song on this album? Yep, uh, her and Spliff was... are on that. Oh, okay.
0: Nope.
1: I right, fuck it. Well, let's let's dive into this joint. All right. Let's get into this uh this album review. Y'all already know how we do this. We're going to talk about some of the songs that we like. We're going to talk about some of the things that we might not have liked. And we're going to give the final score at the end of it all. Uh, And with, since this is a classic review, we're going to also talk about whether or not it stands the test of time. Yes, sir. So, um, fuck it. Let's just start off with, like how we always like to do, with number one, which is the first song, which is just the intro. But I feel like it's a pretty interesting Uh, And it kind of sets the mood for the whole whole album with the whole uh, typical American white father talking to his daughter uh, after she asked him about what the year 2000 brings. Now, for those of y'all that were born after the year 2000, can can you please explain to them how big Y2K was?
0: Okay, I'm trying to think of something as similar right now. Y'all know how... Okay, well, basically, Y2K was this whole thing with the computers, something was wrong with the way that the dates came on the computers so that instead of reading yeah. 2000 instead of reading 200 there were only like two, di- two, two digits so it was supposed to revert everything back to like 1900 or something like that and it was supposed which, to which cause
1: Which in hindsight is fucking retarded It really is
0: <laughs> but because it would set everything back to 1900 all the machines would stop working it would essentially have just been chaos in the streets and like we wouldn't have been able to get money so people were going to the bank and trying to take out their entire savings and get it in hard cash so they wouldn't lose it in the bag people were afraid that you know the, the street lights were gonna be wild and the cameras I mean uh, the, the lights were gonna be flashing and just gonna be accidents it was like they were thinking that the world legit was going to end motherfuckers went to the store got they made bomb shelters they fucking got cans of food and water and it just had stashes and shit for no fucking reason cause as soon as that clock hit 12 on new year's eve 2000 nigga ain't shit happened party the music kept going we kept drinking wasn't a fucking thing wrong my phone switched over right my watch switched over white. it wasn't a goddamn thing
1: yeah man that shit like mind you i was only like yeah six years old when this shit came out i remember like shit being on sale like stupid sale like Mm -hmm. you was able to get like Shit for dumb cheap, tons of places going out of business and whatnot, and I don't know. I I just feel like it kind of like this. This shit kind of reminded me of, I guess, the the wildness that was going on in that time. You know,
0: yeah, uh, because it was everything was about the end of the world and the the. the funniest slash disturbing thing about this intro is how he starts out just like a straight white Chad. And then just his voice gets deeper and deeper until it's like this demonic yeah. thing with people screaming in the background and shit. And it's talking about how the earth is going to be all fucked up. And you're just like, I remember listening to it <laughs> back in the day, be like, Damn. <laughs> i know i
1: know there was a little bit of eeriness in the air when this shit played back in like 1999 mm-hmm. in like august when we had potentially four more months of life
0: <laughs> hell yeah man it was just like oh my god is this shit gonna be true is this shit we all about to die
1: oh, <laughs> <laughs> man i hope this crazy nigga ain't telling the truth right here man god damn it
0: and luckily nothing happened no computers were messed up at least that i know of So, hey, i'll up being some bullshit
1: but yeah but, but fuck it let's 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 go on to uh the actual first song on the album which is everybody rise yep which to me uh i think it's a really vicious first song high energy it's kind of like a roll call kind of joint mentions all the cities all the major cities and i, I just think it's a really dope song man. really dope song
0: yeah now this is this is one of my favorite tracks on the album always have loved this track i love the beat to this joint I like whatever that piano sample is, it's fucking fantastic, and it works perfectly with the beat that they created on here and first and um it's a, it really does give a besides the the intro it gives a good indication of where this album is about to go because this album it's like it picks up energy and doesn't stop like there is so much energy all throughout this album, and this first song, especially with him screaming and shit at the end of like the choruses and at the end of the at the end of the song like ah like it's just. Ridiculous so, to get you amped. The
1: album literally starts off with him saying, "Everybody, rah!" <laughs> like it's just like, the, like you said, the energy starts. Like, in the get jump. y'all asses <laughs> up. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I, I think it was a really dope choice for uh, the first song. Like I said, I feel like it's almost like a roll call. All his, all his listeners, all his fans. Like, yo, man, we are about to be in for a long ride for this joint. But we are about to wild out on this joint. Exactly. So that's that's kind of the vibe that I got off of this joint. So. I think it's a really dope
0: uh, opening track. All right, I'm going to go ahead and jump to uh number 4, uh the title track Extinction Level Event, the Salvation Song. I I really really love the beat of this song and lyrically Busta destroys this joint in my opinion and the sample that is that works with the chorus. He just talks shit. It's the sample works great with the chorus and he just talks shit through the entire chorus. Like it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um I don't know if if you're familiar with this song uh it's Styles P and Noriega. I believe it's called Come Through. And they use like the same it has to be the same exact sample. So uh for those of y'all for those uh Styles or, or Nori fans out there, I know y'all thought about this song. Whenever you get a chance, look that joint up, uh come through. Uh, Just wrote it down. It's 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 Styles, uh Nori and let's see right <clears> here. <throat> Styles, Nori. Oh, was on. Oh, you know what? He was actually Busta Rhymes was on his album <laughs> Violator. Oh
0: Violator, yeah, the Violator album. Cool. Yeah, he's on both of them joints. Yeah.
1: yeah, In so fact, on, I think his 2. face 0. is on one of them. Yeah, yeah on, on on two point He's yeah. he's right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, but but check check uh come through on that album. And, I know and I've and heard it style. before
0: just because I have that album, but I'm definitely gonna check it out. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it, it definitely like reminded me about that because that was a song that I, I remember this shit. But, um, yeah, I agree. I think it's a really dope song. Obviously the title song of the joint. And I agree. You know, I, I think he killed it. I think the, the hook, the, uh, the little, the weird singing in the background kind of adds like a little bit of eeriness that the album, the mood sets. So I, I feel like it was a really dope choice for it.
0: Yeah, and it was just like it's. It was kind of like a like an eerie singing. So of course, you know, like the salvation song extinction level event. It like you said, it just worked because yeah. it lent to that just yeah unnaturally weird just vibe that was going on.
1: Like a high pitched kids humming harmoniously is like the creepiest thing ever, and I feel like it definitely worked here. <laughs> so. I, I agree, but fuck it. Let's go on to number five, mm-hmm. which is uh, Tear the Roof Off. Yes, sir. Uh One of my favorite joints on here. Me too. Uh, again, the, the energy does not stop. <laughs> one of the things that I wrote down for this joint was, sounds like a typical late 90s Swiss beats beat, because it is.
0: Is
1: and... it? It was Swiss? <laughs> you lying. Yo, I'm about to say. <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, dog. This shit, you know what this shit sounded like? This shit. And I'm not saying this in a bad way, but this just sounded like a reject beat from the Locks album that that fucking Swiss Swiss Beats gave to him, and and they I guess didn't use it, and just he gave it to Busta because this just <laughs> sounds like so many different Lock songs, dog. True. That's the that's like the only grip grip I have with it is that it, but it's not even necessarily a group with Busta in here. It's nec- is more so fucking Swiss Beats, which we'll get into that a little bit later. But I feel like he's <laughs> up
0: one thing I like about this song is that this song, uh, Tear the Roof Off, actually goes, like, it's number five. And it's already started to, like, Busta already started to rhyme completely different on this than he had on any of the past, like, four songs that were on the album. And then this sounds different than just about everything else that's on the album. So one thing with Busta is you always get a a change in the rhyme style that he's going to use and the way that he flows but you're also going to get something that you don't expect and you're not going to think that it's going to work well but after you give it a listen you're like alright that was pretty dope let me listen to it again and by the second time you listen to it you're like fuck that's hot
1: yeah like there's there's a couple uh, beats on this album that are very just like left field like um I want to say it's uh the joint that has like the little like like the weird little Asian little sounding give it to me raw, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like even like that beat is like very like weird and kind of like the drums are just like kind of like all over the place. But the way he rides that beat is mm-hmm. just fucking crazy. So
0: it brings it together. Know, I,
1: I agree. Same thing. Yeah. So he you know obviously did the same thing on uh, tear the roof off. Uh, switch up the, the flow but he still rolled the beat viciously but yeah I think it's another great song high energy joint um, and he killed it even though Swiss
0: didn't <laughs> alright I'm gonna go ahead and jump down to number 9 keep it tight I absolutely love this song again I mean I, I'm gonna say that on like majority of the tracks on this joint I mean for real let's just let's just keep it 100 <laughs> or what, yeah. what is it let's keep it two Virgil's is that what the new joint is <laughs>
1: <laughs> we gotta stick with the times, baby.
0: Hey, I just learned that shit the time. other day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here sounding like somebody's father. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, yo, you about to use that shit all wrong and shit? <laughs> I know. Oh, just looking like a fool. They're gonna be looking at me like, "What the hell is wrong with you, nigga?" Don't say the word if you don't know what it means. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> But no, this Keep It Tight number nine, I love this track. The beat is incredible on here. And of course, Busta again with the wild style, just the unexpected shit that you really didn't see coming lyrically. Again, he keeps it tight on this album. Like, I can't really, even the songs that I don't mess with as much, I can't think of any of them that are just kind of like lyrically, like, not there and honestly that's a mark of albums from that time frame because you had to put out your best effort because first of all most of these albums yeah they might be like 19 20 some tracks but they were 20 some tracks that you could listen to without hardly hitting the next track that's why an album had to be so concise and so vicious and why people could just listen to them for years before the next joint came out and you would never get tired of it because the whole thing is good
1: yeah no i i agree and um you Know what one of the things, uh, for me that I, I kind of like was uh, because I, I feel like his second verse is a little bit more like aggressive, like the first verse, he's kind of like more on, like a chill, kind of like smooth kind of uh flow that he has. But in the second joint, kind of picks it up a little bit, yeah. And the beat was also up on his joint, so oh, yeah, uh, I, I, yo,
0: agree. I agree. That skit at the end where that dude was trying the absolute most to talk to that girl, and she was just like, What happened ever. <laughs> <laughs> This nigga said I got rid of all my platinum cards and I got a uranium card. And back in the back in the day I was like, if you don't shut the fuck up, what the
1: hell? Uh, is it not like a fucking typical nineties skit, like a perfect fucking it just tells you about the time that, that we was living? Pretty much, man. Yeah, no, uh keeping it tight, good song. Fuck it, let's go on to I'm gonna just go up a little bit because I know you're gonna probably like most of the other joints. Oh of course. But uh one of my favorite songs. Is uh, hot shit make you bounce? Oh yeah, which is number sixteen. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I will say about this joint, even though the beat is a little simple and repetitive, I do feel like it has one of his best verses or, or or best rapping overall on this joint. I, I feel like his rapping on this joint was fucking vicious, dog. And uh, like I said, even though the beat was simple and kind of repetitive throughout the whole joint, I like the beat. I think I think it was dope.
0: Yeah, no, I've never had a problem with this song again. I, you know, I fucking just started heavy the song heavy. Uh, lyrically, I would agree with you; it's probably one of the best on the album. And again, of yeah. course, the energy stays up. Like it just no matter the style, no matter the flow, like it stays up. So
1: yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing. That's the vicious thing about Buster, right? That like even in a song, and I, I guess I won't get too much into it, but even in number fifteen with uh, the Janet Jackson joint, mm-hmm. even in a low tone pace kind of song. He's still able to rap fast and, and kill shit. So uh-huh. I feel like that, that's definitely something that, I like, just, you know, to speaks on what you just said.
0: Exactly. And again, a sign of the 90s. This was the only slow song on the entire album. And it was the only song that would have been female centered. <laughs> so every album back in the day has that one song for the ladies. And then it's the rest of it is nigga shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, dog. Why, dog? It, it's almost blatantly done that way. Yeah. It's so funny. Like it's like it's like dog. We need a bitch song, dog. We need a female joint, dog. Like like after you got all the hood joints, all the all the fucking prostitute joints. Now you about to get a joint that talking about you want a wife a joint up.
0: Now, I mean, it's a good way, but also it's more than likely, it probably wasn't their idea. Like, the artist idea more than likely, it was the label's idea. Because of course, you know, the label has got to market towards everybody and hit all their demographics and stuff. But I mean, you know, Girls was rocking the nigga shit too back in the day, so... Yeah, nah, that's
1: a fact. That's a fact,
0: man. Well, I'm gonna jump back to number 11, Is They Wildin' With Us, Getting Rowdy With Us, featuring Mystical. Uh, Now, this was one of my top two on this album literally and like i was telling you before this album was out uh when i was running track in high school and this song specifically was one of the songs that i used to warm up to and get hyped for any of my races because i used to i used to throw and i used to run but before any of my races this is the song both mystical and buster proved that they can rap with crazy speed and can be articulate as fuck you can understand every goddamn word they say on this number two they both kill their verses point blank period
1: i agree and uh one of the things you know we we were talking about before the show was about how buster really showcases his ability to rap really fast but very clear in this own joint mm-hmm. and I feel like that's one of the things that you know for example if you look at like a Bone Thugs sometimes you can't really understand what they're saying and I, I just feel like there's a point where rapping too fast is kind of like uh, you know what I mean like it's kind of like pointless almost because you can't understand what they're saying but in this case both Buster and Mystical both killed it like you said they were very clear in what they were saying and the energy was just nigga on 11 like from the beat to Mystical like screaming all over the joint like it was just, it was just dope. It was Hell just really yeah. dope. Hell All right, yeah. for me, I'm gonna go. Let's uh, see. Fuck it, I'm gonna go to uh, number ten. Give me some more. Uh, which did we talk about that? Uh-uh. Did it? All right. So number ten, give me some more. Obviously, like I said, the uh, the one of the main singles from that was pushing the album, I guess at the time, and it had the really crazy uh, uh, fish fish angle. Uh, lens on the drum so it's just a dope dope song i feel like it's a really dope song
0: yeah now this again is a, is a straight up classic this is probably number one song for me on this album i hate for a radio a, a cut edit to be that i mean a radio cut to be but i mean it is what it is the song is fantastic again the energy that, that's is the
1: show that just goes to show how vicious the album is if the radio cut is that vicious because usually like you said the radio cut is usually the more friendlier I guess mainstream kind of song, so but yeah. that to be, you know, there's a lot about that. One.
0: Exactly. But, I mean, like, if again, like you said, it has the fisheye lens for that. And uh, that's, like, kind of a staple for Busta Rhymes videos. I feel like the majority of his videos back in the day had fisheye lens. But also, this, the simple, this nigga is doing in this video. Like, this nigga has so many costume changes in this <laughs> joint. At one point, he's got a fake bodybuilder suit on. At one point, he's got a fake zoot suit looking like a fucking mobster from, like, the 1920s. In another joint, he's, def- he's um... What the fuck else does he got? He's got, like, police night officer. vision goggles on. He's got the police officer joint. It's just the whole video is wild. Yeah. It's just crazy.
1: He got the cowboy. He's like a fucking dinosaur or something. <laughs> yep.
0: There you go. But this, like, nah. Busta did nah. his thing. Like like you said, I think that he's going to be, like, up for probably, like, he should be, in my opinion, up for the next video Vanguard Award. Just because, oh, like, yeah. he had those videos that everybody remembers for just being wild and crazy. And and everyone loved his videos, yeah, and yeah. the songs were always good. So I don't understand why he hasn't gotten it yet. Should, should, Missy just got hers last year. So
1: right, yeah. I guess I, I mean uh, you could argue that Missy's been overdue for the joint, and same same with Busta in this
0: case. Big time. Big. I time. agree. I agree. Oh, another joke that I like. <laughs> I think is one of the dopest beats on the album is number fourteen. Take it off. Oh, okay. an, yeah, yeah yeah it's an incredibly well used sample the- I love the chorus and the sound effects that are used during the chorus it's like to me it kind of sounds like that that noise that Super Mario makes when he jumps in the game the little boom like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, yeah. there's like that sound in the background of the the chorus every time it hits so i it always it's always made me laugh and it's always what I think of but again he just kills it lyrically and he kills it with speed he's it's like Honestly, this album is just very well crafted.
1: Period. No, oh, I agree. I agree. Um, I, 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 I think "Take It Off" was a good song. The only thing that I said, I guess, was that I feel like the this beat is a little similar to number twelve. Uh, parties going on in here, as far as like the drum style uh, for the beat. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was like the beats were a little bit repetitive in that in that sense. But I agree. I, I think it was a dope song. But for me, I'm gonna go on to. Fuck, okay, I'm gonna talk about uh number thirteen which is do the do the bus a bus which um <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that I wrote down about this shit was this sounds like it was produced by what was that dude who they just had the uh the live stream battle uh where you, where everybody was saying that there was a genre of music made after him or something like that That he had his own genre of music oh, remember shit. It,
0: it, fuck who was like, I don't know why my mind is blank right now, but but you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, uh huh. Teddy Riley, Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley,
1: is that is that that who it is? Does this not sound like kind of like that? What's that type of music called?
0: Like his uh, Uh, New Jack Swing. Does
1: it not have like that New Jack Swing kind of vibe to
0: it a little bit? It kind of does a little bit, yeah. Not as melodic as it normally would be, but yeah, it does kind of have the New New Jack Swing sound to it. It,
1: Especially like the the hook, the the do the bust. What's up, bus? The bus of us Rock into beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I could hear that being in one of those, uh, what the fuck would you say? Did Teddy you Riley. It's yeah, like a Teddy Riley type of song. So okay,
0: I, I feel answer. like it was, it
1: was, it kind of reminded me of that. And again, this is another example of Busta changing it up, uh, giving us something unique that wasn't on the entire album, uh-huh. but it,
0: I, I feel like it still worked. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to go ahead and jump to number 18. This means War featuring Ozzy Osbourne. Now, the sample on this joint may sound really familiar to you. That's because it is sampled from an Ozzy Osbourne song. It's called Iron Man. And um, I think he actually, I didn't bother to look up the lyrics before we started because, of course, I forgot. It was something I meant to do earlier, but um, I think he's actually singing the Iron Man lyrics as the chorus of this song. Let me check.
1: You know, yeah. Let, let's just not spew out <laughs> that we ain't researched. I think you might be right.
0: Let me see. Uh, okay, maybe I was wrong. It's a, it's so it's this just the sound of it. Like it's it's it sampled the the music from it and it's sampled the the melody of it, but it doesn't look like it actually sampled the words from what Ozzy is singing on the chorus of Busta's song, versus what I'm reading here on his song.
1: But I've, I feel like I've definitely heard parts of the of the Ozzy part in this song, in, in um in other in I guess the Ozzy's or whatever Ozzy's band was uh, songs.
0: Um, they uh, what are they called? They are called Black Sabbath. It was oh,
1: hey, oh. yeah. They're like a really. That's like a really big, uh, really big band, right? Oh yeah,
0: it's like one of the. Um, I don't know if it's. I guess it's a. I guess it's technically a metal band. Like it's up there, like pre Metallica and shit like that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I've actually listened to some so, um, some Black Sabbath. Like I've seen them perform live. Like i uh, not live live, but like on TV live, and um, yeah. they're not bad. Like I have to give it up to them. Like they do their thing.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, like I said, I've only heard. I guess like
0: their. But more popular songs. And, of, you know, yeah, like I'm not gonna say I, I delved to real deep. I only know if you. Yeah, 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 but uh, but yeah. Now this song it samples Iron Man, not necessarily the lyrics. This is probably the second hip hop rock hybrid song I had ever heard up until this point. The first one before it being Walk This Way with Run DMC and Aerosmith. Mm. But that's just a little bit of negative of news. I mean, negative yeah. random trivia for y'all. Um, <laughs> and then. um But i think this is this is really a great way to end the album because honestly this is the last track musical track that's on the song on the album i think it was a perfect way to end the album because again it was just another loop that just like pow hit you over the head with it you were not expecting it it's completely different than everything that's else is on the album which is like what we've already said about at least two to three other songs on this joint already so like it's it's just a mix it's so eclectic it's just well put together and for this type of metal song to merge with rock, for a mix with um hip hop, it's really really good. Like it's well, it's well, it sounds good. Lyrically, is good. Ozzy sounds good on the chorus. Everything about the song is dope.
1: Yeah, no, um, I agree. Um, one of the first things I thought about this song was uh, that I felt like it was kind of gimmicky at first. You know, when I heard the, I guess the 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 rock sample in the background and Ozzy on the joint, I just initially I that's what I felt. Um, but the more I listened to it, the more I realized that I feel like Busta's, how he raps, everything about it kind of works perfectly almost with a sample like this, like a high, uh, energy type of beat slash sample of that, like this. So I feel like it definitely worked. Even, even Ozzy's part, I feel like worked, uh, really good with his, his, his singing part. Mm-hmm. I feel like it fit in really good. And I feel like, like you said, it was a good, finishing track for like a really high paced album. So I feel like it was a good, it was good, uh, ending to the
0: any other ones that you want to talk about? Oh,
1: man. Honestly, though, there's not too many joints that I guess I didn't like. <laughs> um, yeah, no, nah, I, I can honestly say the only song I guess that may be a skip, maybe, probably, and, and I feel like it probably is for you too, mm-hmm. is uh, the Flip Mode Anthem joint. I wasn't the biggest like fan of that joint, but then again, I feel like nobody's really a big fan of any kind of posse songs when it comes to rap albums. You know what I mean? <laughs> But uh, I wasn't a big fan of that joint. Obviously, I know it's the lack of familiarity with flip mode people. But yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't too invested into that joint. I guess.
0: I, I've never minded it. But then again, you know, it's just been on the album my entire life. I mean, I've just been listening to it like whatever, you know. Because
1: see, the thing about this, back in the day, right, When well, I feel like when you had an album, you would know every song in the joint. You would oh, yeah. know every single joint. But now, because of fucking streaming, mm-hmm. dog, you could just... You know what I mean? Like you could never hear a song out. Oh ever. yeah,
0: for sure. Now I, I will go with you and say that probably Six Against All Odds with the Flip Mode Squad is like not the strongest song on here. But it's not a weak song per se. It's not
1: no, it's not, it's not a bad posse song. Yeah. I just like I like you said, I just feel like it's one of the I guess you could say weaker songs on the on the album. Uh again, that's not to say it's a whack song, but I just feel like it's one of the less joints that I was into.
0: No, I agree with you. And um I would probably say that if I had to pick another one to say one that I thought was kind of a... Like, not one of my favorite songs is, like, number three, Where Are We About to Take It. The sample on it is crazy, and the energy is, is crazy on it, but, like, it's just... I It's another song that I could, you know, just possibly not be that much into for real, for real.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, because I, I feel like it's kind of like a, a sort of like a lack of, like, song structure in this joint. I feel like it's not... I don't. I don't think there's a hook on this run, right? It's just him spinning.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: No, I agree. I feel like it was kind of, kind of. I don't know, kind of like a weird song. But the beat was dope, though. I will say that the beat was dope. The beat is definitely dope.
0: All right. Well, uh, what are your overall thoughts?
1: Look, man. I just feel like I feel like there's a lot of people who listen to rap now, particularly people younger than both of us. Yeah. That probably aren't familiar with this. this Buster Rhymes you know they might know him for features he's done over the years or some of his newer stuff but I feel like this is I don't know I just feel like this is something that was definitely like ahead of his time for a lot of different reasons and I feel like Buster just kept kept the album interesting by switching so many different things up but he didn't do too much which I feel like is is kind of hard for him to do I guess even <laughs> to too much but um uh, but nonetheless, I feel like he uh, he definitely kept the album interesting throughout the whole joint. So I'm, I'm really, uh I, I liked it a lot.
0: I liked it a lot too, of course. Like I said, I've kind of already came into this with a uh, a jaded view or not a jaded view, but rose colored view, because I've just always fucked with this album. It's just very, very nostalgic for me. And again, like I said, I, I pretty much love every track on here. I don't know. It's just been such. It's like like you know like ready to die and you know uh, it's dark and hell is hot and even illmatic. Been it's been such a part of my life for so long. There's nothing bad that I can really say about it because I've just loved it so much for years. Again, this is one of those albums that probably it's like one of the top fifty albums that stays in rotation. It's, It's
1: tough. It's tough. It's definitely a tough album. You know, we've talked about the whole nostalgia effect on music, but I don't think that's all the way i'm sure there's a little bit of nostalgia that adds to you know your listening uh, experience in this album but i still feel like it's a very solid album regardless of whatever nostalgia is behind it
0: completely i definitely definitely agree very well crafted album very i want to say like an album that'll keep you on your toes honestly
1: yeah for sure for sure and uh i guess one thing you know that i said earlier was that Busta is, is a New York rapper. Mm-hmm. Is, is he right? He, he's a New York rapper. Yep. He's a East Coast New York yep. rapper. And I feel like, especially at that time, there was no branching out and doing different sounds. And, I, you know, I feel like this was a major risk that Busta was taking doing all these, like, eccentric type of different sounding songs that... Ended up working. Yeah. But but even then, I feel like he was still kind of viewed as, like, the anomaly of rap, at least for a little while.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, some people didn't really take him serious because he was so high energetic and they just thought he was goofy and gimmicky. But then, like, when you actually, like, listen to his lyrics, then you're just like, oh, okay, this nigga spit. Yeah, yeah for sure. I agree. All right. So what do you give it uh, out of 10 for a score?
1: I'm going to go ahead and give this... A strong eight out of ten. Okay, uh, I think it was really, like I said, really well put together. I don't think, I think there's very few moments on this album where Busta took a a line off or a verse off or even a line off, and I think it was just well crafted all together. And and like like you said, even though this is a 19 track album, somewhat of a long album, mm-hmm. like it doesn't really even feel doesn't even really feel that long just because of I guess the cohesiveness of everything together.
0: So I guess. really, really dope album. All right. I personally am going to go ahead and give it a nine out of 10. And I'm honestly only taking off a few points for, um, like I, I've never really been big on the, 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 co- the outro, the, the burial song. It's a cool, it's got, it's got good message and stuff, but it's like five whole minutes long. Like it doesn't really need to be that long. Like he could have said all of that in like a good two minutes, like just got it on out there. I mean, but this, but I will give it to him because. The beat on that joint is dope, even though it sounds like a death march. <laughs> I mean, burial song, obviously. But, um. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, like, that's, that's really the only reason I'm knocking him down a peg is because it's not even a, again, it's not a bad song. It's, I mean, it's not even, a, it's not a bad track. It's just to me, it feels like it's too much. It's never needed to be that long, in my opinion.
1: No. Nah, and I would imagine that you might hear like the first 30 seconds of it because you really like the beat. And then not have to I'm just gone.
0: I usually get I'm about a minute going. in before I'm just like, all right, cut this off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. I you on that. But no, I, I agree, man. I, I think um, I don't know, man. I think this is just a really dope album. And if you if you've never heard it, and you consider
0: yourself a hip hop fan, definitely check it out. Now, do you think it stands the test of time?
1: I would say some parts yes, and some parts no. The reason why some parts guessed is because Buster Rhymes has still been relevant in the last five years. He had one of the most famous verses of two of the two thousand tens, which was that uh the the Look At Me Now joint.
0: Mm-hmm. Remember yep. that joint?
1: Yeah. Like that, was to, like that it's one of the most famous verses of of, of the twenty tens in my opinion, just because of how how fast the nigga was, was killing it!
0: Yeah. So, and I want to say like the mid two thousands, he had a summer or maybe a year, an entire year, where he was just on remixes after remixes after remix, and he killed every single one of them. I mean, it seems like a lot of the rappers, the I want to call the what, what would have been called the second tier rappers back in the day, had like summers where they had they were just all over everybody's shit randomly, all over every remix to everything. And yeah. he definitely had one of those just to prove, like, right. I guess it was just like, just to prove like, look, I'm still out here. I still fucking got it. So I don't give a fuck what the rest of y'all niggas right, yeah. say. But I, I think that, I think I'm with you. A lot of the songs do stand the test of time, but a lot of them sound very nineties, like that, like the give it to me, Raw. Like that yeah, sounds yeah. like, yeah. that's just wild as shit. But like, uh, yeah. I would say like a good, a good, I'd say, a good forty percent sounds like it could be new school stuff, and the rest of it is probably yeah. older sounding. Yeah,
1: that's fair. I, I I would go right around there, forty to fifty, maybe a little less than fifty percent. Yeah.
0: yeah, I agree. All right, well, that go ahead and get it out, get that album review out the way for Buster Rhymes' Extinction Level Event. Go ahead and check that joint out. But before we get up sure. out of here this after over this evening, did you have an album suggestion for the people out there? Ooh, you know
1: what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suggest something. I didn't have one prepared, but I remembered that I seen this shit and I'm gonna suggest this because I was looking through it. I, d- do you know, uh, David, uh, Trust Row? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you peep, but he, he released, uh, like a, I don't know if it's an EP or album, but, um, called Vizmo and Randolph.
0: I remember him saying something about releasing it online, uh, but I didn't get a chance to listen to it yet.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I seen, uh, my Barbara Jeremy post a joint. So, I, you know, I checked the joint out, and he's dope, man. I'm sure you've you heard him rap. Oh, he, yeah. he, he can spit. He's definitely somebody who be spit dude from around our area. Uh, the joint is called Vizmo Randolph. His name is Trust Rel. Definitely got a couple good songs on here. I haven't heard the whole joint all the way through yet, but I do like what I heard. So definitely, uh, you know, check him out and show the
0: local DMV artists to support. Yes, sir. Actually, that's an old buddy of mine from high school. So. <laughs> Uh, good luck you to you out there. And there you I can't go. wait to check out your new project. My joint that I'm going to give to y'all sure. today is uh, kicking it back to the early 2000s. And I'm going to give y'all Remy Ma's first album. There's something about Remy based on a true story. Uh, people, I feel like they kind of slept on this joint, but this joint actually rocks like shit. The three radio hits were whatever, conceited, and it feels or feels so good. But I mean, the, the album pretty much goes, and it, it kind of goes from... The, the ratchetness of being a Bronx person to like money, having money, and then to like, you know, oh, you know, we, I did this for love. And then there was, I forget which song it is. Um, God, I wish I could remember what song it was, but it was like a, a song about her. Um, I think it's Guilty, actually. Yeah, it was like she did something and she ended up hitting somebody with the car. And she was talking about the experience of like hitting somebody, I think running and all that other shit. So, like, it's it, like you can get a lot right. from Remy. I mean, Remy is a protege, a big pun was one of the best to do it out there Yeah. so I've always been down Mm -hmm. to listen to anything that Remy's pissed but her first album was actually pretty good so if you ever get a chance and want to check it out check out there's something about Remy based on a true story there you go All right. is there anything else you wanted to tell these people out here today
1: hey man just because they're opening up everything does not mean your ass should be out there I'm saying dog let these motherfucking white supremacists be the first ones to go out there and get whatever they need to get (laughs) let them be the test one. And I'm not calling all white people white supremacists. Okay, calm down. I'm calling the white supremacists white supremacists. So them up, let them motherfuckers be the test dummies. We're going to be inside till fucking August at least. So, you know what I mean? Be safe. Thank you for fucking tuning in. We're going to try to uh, you know keep providing y'all with what we provide y'all. So. Anyway, yes, sir.
0: You. Yes, sir. And y'all know y'all can find us on Instagram and Twitter at wow. HQ Podcast. And yes, it is all spelled out. Sure. Yeah. And you can find us for your listening pleasure on uh, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Speaker, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on Facebook out. by searching out Hip Hop Heads out. Podcast after you go to Facebook. Give and from us to everybody out. around the world, we're give out of here. We love out. you. Stay safe. Wash your, your hands. Out. Wash your ass. We out. Peace. Peace.